How can I say this? Well, tonight, you know, the game and the beam and the noise and so forth. But I just want us to like, in this house, Sacramento is super excited whether or not they get to cross the uh, proverbial Jordan of defeating the Warriors is a, is a question. This is a good time to test the legitimacy of the prophetic. Uh, anybody want to prophesy that? Let's see if you're a part of the prophetic army or the pathetic army. There's a fine line. <laughs> Not touching it. But with that being said, Sacramento King fans are going to be just everywhere, all over the city, going crazy, home on their phones, different bars and restaurants and so forth, shouting and yelling every time the Kings get closer to hopefully, prayerfully defeating the Warriors. But I just want this church just to take it up one notch. Not about the Sacramento Kings, but about the King of Kings. Someone find your best praise today. Kick off this week by worshiping He who is on the throne. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The Alpha and the Omega, the author and the consumer of our faith. No one like King Jesus. No one like King Jesus. All hail King Jesus. All hail Emmanuel. King of kings, Lord of lords, bright morning star. We love you, Jesus. You may be seated. I'm going to get into this. I, this. You know, you have three services here in our L.A. campus and all that we do. Did I tell this service what took place with the movie? Yes or no? Did I share with y'all? Who said yes? Yes. It, there it is. I, one person remembered. The rest of you need Prevagen. Um, but on June 9th, Disney will be streaming a film about faith and family. I'm, I'm going to repeat that. I know we're streaming, so let me be careful here. Disney will be streaming a film about faith. Jesus is coming soon. So y'all don't want to miss it. That film comes out June 9th on Disney and Hulu, and it will bless you indeed. Genesis chapter 32. Where's my, where's Sean Hopkins? Come up here, sunshine. <laughs> Ain't no sunshine. Verse 24. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip. This man was an envoy from heaven, an angel of the Lord and wrenched it out of his socket. The man said, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Once upon a time, heaven came down to align a man named Jacob with his destiny. Heaven showed up to place Jacob in the right lane of God's plan, not just for his sake, but for the sake of his children and his children's children. Heaven invaded earth on a dark night for the purpose of changing one man. Why? Because a changed man, a changed woman can change the world. 
Jacob wrestled with heaven's emissary. Jacob fought with a divine envoy. Jacob struggled with a righteous ambassador. In that struggle, we find truth. In that struggle, we discover a life hack. In that struggle, we acquire a faith act. God's children are known for the following. We wrestle and we hold on. I want to speak to you very briefly this morning on the subject matter. Of course, our series, Bruce But Not Crushed. Today's message is hold on. Tell your neighbor, hold on. on. Tell your other neighbor, hold on. on. Number one, when you wrestle and hold on, you win. I will repeat that. When you wrestle and hold on, you win. The man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. I will not let you go until you bless me. We can wrestle with God which means while your flesh and your spirit wrestle, while your trauma and your testimony wrestle, while your memories and your imagination wrestle, while your fears and your faith wrestle, do one thing, hold on. The the fact that Jacob did this, he wrestled, but he held on. He wrestled with heaven, yet he held on. That is right there a screenshot of what we go through as believers. These two words mean everything. Hold on. Jacob wrestled with God's purpose for his life. Jacob wrestled with God's plan for his life. Jacob wrestled with God's promise for his life. And while he wrestled, he likewise held on. The law, legalism, myopic wineskins negate the grace of Jesus. And they tell us that we have to finish our struggle before we can grab a hold of God that you have to be perfectly right in order to grab a hold of God, that you can only grab a hold of God's promises when you are done wrestling, that you can only grab a hold of God's glory when you're perfectly done with your struggle. But the story of Jacob, elevated to the next level, through the finished work of Jesus, empowers us with one amazing truth. We can wrestle and hold on at the same identical time. In other words, as your flesh battles your spirit, as your drama battles your destiny, as your dream battles your nightmare, do one thing, hold on. The reason Jacob experiences breakthrough is because in the midst of wrestling with God, he held on. In the midst of wrestling with God, of God doing the work in him in order to do a work through him, Jacob held on. This is not just any Sunday. This is hold on Sunday. This is God's day to remind you, to exhort you, to encourage you, to explicitly tell you to do one thing. You may have a limp and God says, you have a weakness, God says, you're fighting temptation, God says, people are talking about you, God says, darkness surrounds you, God says, you may have sinned, but God says, you may be broken, but God says, You may be tired, but God said, you prayed and you praised and you prophesied and you have yet to see your promise fulfilled, but God says, so God is speaking to you on a Sunday morning from Sacramento, California, and through his word and through his spirit, telling you to do one thing today. He 
Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast, hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, test everything, but hold on to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And how many times can we repeat Galatians 6, 9? Do not get tired of doing what is right. At the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessings if you don't give up. In other words, if you keep holding on. The world is full of people that let go. The internet is full of people that let go. Cemeteries are full of people that let go. But heaven, I said heaven is exclusively full of people that did one thing. Hell wants you to let go, but God wants you to. Your past wants you to let go, but God wants you to. Your thoughts may want you to let go, but God says, hold on to the grace of God. Hold on to the gift of God. Hold on to the glory of God. Hold on to the forgiveness of God. Hold on to the freedom of God. Hold on to the favor of God. Hold on to God's presence. Hold on to God's power. Hold on to God's provision. Hold on to God's promotion. Hold on to God's protection. Hold on to the Father. Hold on to the Son. And someone in Sacramento, hold on to the Holy Spirit of all, mighty God. Is there anyone here who knows what it is to hold on? Is there anyone here who has lived out, at least on one occasion, a chapter in your life when hell tried its best to make you let go, but instead of letting go, you held on? How many held on while you were still wounded? How many held on while you were bleeding? How, how many held on when all hell came against you? How many held on when everything inside of you said let go? And how many of you discovered, discovered that it wasn't you that was holding on? I'm going to do that one more time. Get over yourself. It's not that you perfectly held on to God. It's that God perfectly held on to you. Somebody shout like he held on to you. Because you hold on every, because you, because you held on and more importantly, he held on to you. Every generational curse is broken. Because you held on and he held on to you, your children and your children's children would inherit blessings. Because you held on and he held on to you, the latter glory will be greater than the former glory. Because you held on and he held on to you, you will occupy all of God's promises. Because you held on and he held on to you, people will be saved and delivered and healed through your Christ-filled testimony like never before. Look at your neighbor and tell them, no matter what you're going through, hold on. Tell your other neighbor, the one that doesn't want you to look at him, tell that neighbor, hold on. Tell him, hold on. Hold on. This is for someone here, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, don't let go. Everyone is letting go. We're living in a day and age where people are letting go of things that matter. Let me prove it, 2 Timothy 4.3. A time is coming. It's here. 
Did you? When people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Even in the church, church, people are letting go. People are letting go of biblical truth. People are letting go of the finished work of Christ. People are letting go of that which is holy and righteous and pure. People are letting go of God's beautiful design and model for the family. People are letting go of God's amazing, transformative, creative design for men and women, boys and girls. Letting go of, the, of just the great fact, and if you're struggling with this, you, listen to me, you're beautiful. I have great news for you. You don't need to struggle anymore. God defines your gender. God defines your sexuality. Hallelujah, isn't that awesome? Someone should praise God for that. God does it. You don't even need to do it. God already do it. You need to step in and walk into what God already designed and created for you. People are letting go of the exclusivity regarding salvation through Christ. People are letting go. But praise be God, there is a holy remnant of people that know how to wrestle and hold on for such a time as this. Because every time you wrestle and hold on, you win. You win. Number two, when you wrestle and hold on, God changes your name. So when you wrestle and hold on, you win. When you wrestle and hold on, God changes your name. What is your name? The man asked. Stop this. The angel of the Lord the envoy of heaven, the emissary, and some theologians believe it was an Old Testament manifestation, a cameo appearance of Jesus. Whatever it may be is definitely heavenly being, a supernatural being who had all the knowledge, all the data in the world. Forget about chat GPT-4. He had everything. And all of a sudden, he's asking him, asking Jacob, what's your name? He said, my name is Jacob. And he says, your name will no longer be Jacob. Well, look at that authority. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and you have won. Let me put this in perspective. When he began to fight, his name was Jacob. When he finished the fight, his name was Israel. God asked Jacob for his name, not for God or heaven to know who but to see if Jacob can finally admit who he really is. You'll get this in a second. What's your name? From the moment he was born, Jacob was trying to be Esau. From the moment he was born, he wanted to be his brother. Supplanting, deceiving, tricked his dad. Lied on multiple occasions. All he wanted was his brother's blessing. So the name Jacob means deceiver, supplanter. So heaven shows up and says, go ahead. For the first time, why don't you admit who you really are? Stop living a lie. Who are you? And he could have said, I'm Esau, I'm this. He said, I am Jacob. He literally said, I'm Jacob, which means I'm a deceiver. I'm a supplanter. 
For the first time, a man who always wanted to be his brother, a man who lived the lie, a man who deceived his father, his brother Laban, and even himself, opened up his mouth and said, I am a supplanter. I am a deceiver. God, this wrestling match, ha-ha, God will not be satisfied until you stop living the lie. God... It's tough on a Sunday morning, but this is for someone. God will not finish with you until inside of you, you recognize who you really are. I'm not, what's your name? Go ahead, tell me. Stop, who are you really? I'm a deceiver. I'm a supplanter. He confessed who he was. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. And when you do this, God changes your name. He looked at him and said, you finally admitted who you are. You stopped living your lie. This is what this match is all about. What is your name? Your name is Jacob. Aha, finally you admitted you're a deceiver, you're a liar, you're a supplanter, but I'm here to tell you I have good news for you. I'm about to change your name. From this moment on, he said from, look at your neighbor, tell him from this moment on. He said from now on, when, the, when God says it is over, it is over. He said your Jacob days come to an end right here, right now. There is, when God says it's over, there's not a power in heaven or on earth or in hell that can overturn God's decision to bring it to closure. He said no longer. Somebody shout no longer. He said no longer. No longer will your name be Jacob. Ha, ha, ha. He said, I'm changing your name. No longer will your name be Jacob. No longer will your name be deceiver. No longer will your name be supplanter. This is for someone in this audience, someone in LA, someone streaming. This is God's word for you right now. No longer will your name be broken. No longer will your name be addiction. Oh, Pastor Sam, that's presumptuous. Really? I got a young man seated in front of me today. He celebrates seven years sober because the power of God. Somebody shout like Jesus sets people free. Somebody lift up your hands like Jesus breaks captivity. Somebody give him your best form of worship. If you know that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Are there any free people in the house here right now? Somebody lift up your hands. Say, no longer. Say, no longer. No longer will your name be abandoned. No longer will your name be sinner. No longer will your name be condemned. No longer will your name be victim. No longer will your name be heartbreak. From now on, your name is Israel. From now on, your name is God prevails. From now on, your name is blessed. From now on, I said your name is blessed. I said your name is blessed. Your name is blessed. Your name is blessed. Your name is saved. Your name is delivered. Your name is healed. Your name is anointed. Your name is appointed. Your name is chosen. Your name is holy. Your name is righteous. Your name is victory. Your name is freedom. God wanted you to win all along. He wanted you to win all along.
You know what God's grace is? It's when God lets you win when you deserve to lose. I'm changing your name. I'm changing your name. Changing your name. You're not who you used to be. The authority of heaven to show up to wrestle. Held on. Changing your name. Final point. When you wrestle and hold on. You win. New name. And God releases the blessing. Jacob was a trip. Jacob, because heaven shows up <laughs> to put this man in alignment and God's perfect will for him, his children, his children's children, inevitably the genealogy of Jesus. And, and What's your name? Your name is Deceiver. What's your name? My name is Deceiver. I'm a liar. I'm a, no, you're not. Not anymore. I'm here. I'm going to change you. Your name is God Prevails. That's your name now. So then Jacob thinks like, oh, reciprocity. What's your name? So Jacob flips it and goes like, now that you know my name, what's your name? <laughs> it wasn't time yet. It wasn't time yet for heaven to reveal the name that is above every other name. It wasn't time. It wasn't time. What is your name? And then he, the messenger from heaven says, why do you want to know my name? Doesn't let him answer. And, be, and he blessed him right there. It says, watch this. And he blessed Jacob there. That's the Hebrew phrase. He blessed him where? I'm going to walk away. He blessed him where? He blessed, he blessed him where? He's wrestling. Jacob is not just wrestling. He's holding on. His hip is out of place. He's jacked up and discombobulated. And heaven blesses him right where? Right where? I need you to look at someone and tell them right there. No, no, you missed that part. Not, not when Jacob, not when Israel recovered. Not, I'm preaching now. Not 40 days later. Not a year later. Not after he was restored. He blessed them, right? I'm here to tell you, I don't know what you're going through, but in that season of what you're going through, God's going to bless you somebody shout like you believe he's gonna bless you right there how many here need God to bless you right where you're at right in the season you're going through right in the storm right in the midst of your pit right in the fiery furnace if you can't wait to get out in order to get blessed if you need him to bless you right there now give him your best praise and let him know you High five your neighbor, tell them right there. Tell them right here, right here, right now. In this chapter, in this season, in this hour, right now, right here. I am blessed, I am anointed, I am favored.
We're done. We're, we are com we're done. Wham, bam, thank you, Sam, today. We're done. All right. Raise your hands. Let's pray. He blessed them right there. In that very chapter, when you wrestle and hold on, not only do you win, not only does God change your name, but he blesses you right there in that very season of your life. That season. Stop limiting God to exclusively blessing you when that season is over. God is so great, he'll bless you right in that season. Right there in the midst of your wrestling match. Right there with your hip dislocated. God will show up and say, I'll bless you right there. This is for someone here. You're going through a process and God, you're, 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 and you're doing like the typical standard evangelical spirit empowered charismatic decree. The majority of people, God, when I get out of this, oh, when I get out of this, when I get out of this, and God says, would you stop with the, I'm going to bless you right here, right now. Even in, I'm not going to wait for you to get out of it, for me to show up and bless you. Gonna bless you right. Stand with me. You are standing. You wrestled with God and held on. You are blessed. You're not cursed. You are blessed. You're blessed going in and you're blessed coming out. And while you're going through it, you're still blessed. Deuteronomy chapter 28, Psalm chapter 1, even the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, you are blessed in the city, in the field. Your work is blessed. Your prayers are blessed. Your children are blessed. When you wake up, you wake up. When you go to work, you go to work. When you go to school, you go to school. When you go night, night, you. Your now is. Your next is. You are so blessed. You never again have to seek blessings. What? You're so blessed. Never again do you wake up in the morning looking for a blessing. The moment you get up in the morning, blessings will be waiting for you, seeking you. Deuteronomy says the blessings of God are so great for the righteous that they pursue you, that they follow you. And then it says they overtake you. A version says they tackle you. They literally tackle you. I need you to get ready. The next time people see you completely with, when they see you there, it's not because you're going through hell. It's because you had so many blessings tackle you at the same identical time. You're trying to manage. Are there any questions? When you wrestle and hold on, you win. When you wrestle and hold on, God changes your name. And when you wrestle and hold on to God and God holds on to you, you're blessed right there. You're all standing with me. Don't move. We're going to go a little right there where you're at. Little, Don't move just for a minute. little deep theology here. I wanted to know God's name. Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong. The righteous run into it and there they are. Philippians 2.10 and 11. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is. We talked about this last week. 
sidebar meetings in the green room. He dislocated his hip first, remember? Did Jacob change when his hip was dislocated? No. When did Jacob become, when did he finally, when he confessed, that's why confessing sins works. We lost that. Even in the in this uber exacerbated, it is the grace of Jesus. Amen. Grace by faith, we get that. But when we screw up, we come up boldly. Lord, forgive me, I confess. There's power in confession. Jacob did that. Now watch this. It wasn't the hip. It was when finally he let go when he blessed him. That's a foreshadowing, a beta test. A prototype, the law of Moses that was forthcoming is the hip dislocation. The, the attempt through a rigid modus operandi to prompt us to change. Confrontation, the law, religious infrastructure that negates the grace of Jesus will never be able to change one single solitary human being. It was the blessing that finally prompted him to let go and pursue his purpose. It's the finished work of Jesus Christ. It is the grace hitting the hip failed, blessing Jacob succeeded. The law of Moses fell short. Christ dying on the cross, blessing us, changed us forevermore. Why didn't he let go? Because when he was born, he was born holding on. Why didn't he let go? Because in Genesis 28, he had a dream from a ladder. And in that dream, heaven was bringing down blessings and taking them up. And he was paralyzed in the dream. He couldn't do anything. This time he wasn't paralyzed. So he said, I'm going to hold on. I won't miss my chance. <sighs> my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. Not only are you holding on to God, but God is perfectly holding on to you. When you wrestle with God and hold on, you win. When you wrestle with God and hold on, he changes your name. When you wrestle with God and hold on, you are forever blessed. If your name is no longer deceiver, but your name is blessed and God prevails. If your name is saved, delivered, and healed, and free, lift up one hand. If you understand now that it's not either or, that this journey of ours requires us to wrestle and hold on, raise both hands. And if you truly understand the benefits of wrestling and holding on and the fact that he's holding perfectly on to you, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for the fight. Thank you for the fight. Thank you that every single day, your precious Holy Spirit is fighting off the flesh, the negative thoughts, the human inclinations. Thank you for that fight. And thank you for giving me the power to hold on, to hold on to you, your word, your will, and your way. Oh, by the way, thank you for holding on to me, for never letting me go. Thank you that when I wrestle and hold on, I win. You change my name and I am forever blessed. In Jesus' name, I have a new name. My name is redeemed.
Give God your best shout of praise right here. High five your neighbor. Tell him, hold on. Hold on. If you got the word, raise your hand. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Everyone is letting go. Don't let go. Don't let go of biblical truth, biblical orthodoxy, the centrality of Christ. Don't let go. Don't let go. Hold on. Especially when life tells you to let go. Hold on. Because he'll bless you, right? Amen. I sense the Lord. Close your eyes for a second. I just sense the Holy Spirit here right now, strong. We have young people, beautiful young men and women. The enemy has showed up for the objective of tempting you to let go of your faith. Let go of the faith of your father and your mother. Let go. And you're here because the Holy Spirit is admonishing, exhorting. There's a clarion call from heaven into your spirit, man, telling you, hold on. My purpose for you is so great. You are one of my societal architects, one of my cultural reformers. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on to every promise God ever made. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on to the good news of God's report for your life. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We usually don't do this, but for the next 30 seconds, right there where you're at, lift up your hands, and I want to ask you to, at your discretion, open up your mouth and just tell them that you're holding on and give them thanks for God perfectly holding on to you. Do it right now. Open up your mouth and just speak to God right there where you're at.